0: So this episode is going to be a little different, uh, than the most of ones we've done so far. Uh, we're going to start kind of filtering in some new kind of episodes, um, occasionally, um, and maybe take some deeper dives on specific topics or, uh, kind of expand things a little bit, or maybe have some new, uh, maybe more structured and focused conversations, um, on specific topics, ideas, or, you know, maybe it's something we've mentioned in conversation before. We're just kind of going to drill down a little bit, a little more, but, um, you know, we're still going to do the, uh, our typical episodes, the interviews, or whether it's Tony and I just hanging out, kind of rehashing, you know, the packs past couple weeks events or whatever it is, we're still gonna be doing those. Um, so we're we're just going to start doing something a little different too. And, you know, my, the, the thought process I have here is to kind of Maybe encourage uh someone else's curiosity uh giving a little bit of information um you know this first one it could be depending on you know your your leanings and whatnot um I tried to do my best of just kind of presenting some facts and how things work um that's that's gonna be kind of the idea uh, we 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 don't try to at least. On the surface, we don't try to encourage people to think one way or the other it's it's all about thinking for yourself and um, you know understanding the facts and getting getting information and, and making up your own mind so uh, this is just it's it's kind of a just a little different thing we want to try to do and uh, we'll we'll see where it goes so uh, we hope that uh, these curiosity with a course can challenge. Your curiosity, and maybe you'll learn something, or maybe make you a little more curious. But either way, hope you enjoy. Who decides what the law of the land is, what is and is not constitutional? Rather, What are the fundamental laws and guaranteed rights the citizens in the United States are ultimately ruled by? Marbury v. Madison, February 24th, 1803. Voted four to zero, this established that the judicial branch had the ability to strike down laws created by Congress that were found unconstitutional. The sanctity of life versus the choice of another. There are many variances of arguments for this same topic. Roe v. Wade, January 22nd, 1973. The 7-2 decision held that a woman's rights to an abortion was protected by the 14th Amendment. A man consisting of 7-8 white and one black ancestry bought a train car designated to whites only. It loses his appeal that segregation is unconstitutional. Plessy v. Ferguson, May 18th, 1896. The lone dissenter in the 7-to-1 vote, John Marshall Harlan argued, the Constitution was colorblind. This continued to uphold the established separate but equal laws. Many pondered how we can be equal but separate. Brown v. Board of Education, May 17, 1954, voted unanimously 9-0, to zero, decided indeed we cannot be separate and equal simultaneously. Who can decide who we love, more so who we decide to enter into a legally binding relationship that is recognized by the government. Obergefell v. Hodges, June 26, 2015, voted on 5-4, to striking down some state laws that still held the ban on same-sex marriages. These, among many others, are some of the most well-known cases that have shaped our nation, as far as legality is concerned, as well may be what comes to mind when one mentions the Supreme Court. With the ability to declare law put forth by any collection of government officials to be constitutional or unconstitutional, Supreme seems to be a fitting title. It's easy to understand if you give it a bit of thought, why so much tension can be found historically around the Supreme Court and its justices. After all, this small group of individuals has the ability to change our very world we live in. While historically, one may agree or disagree with some of their rulings, they stand at present day, just the same. In this episode, we'll explore in the simplest terms possible, the struggle that manifests itself in the government, and why it may be in our best interest, as frustrating as it may be, to understand how our world is being shaped around us, regardless if we decide to participate or not. To do this, we need to understand at least the basics of how our legal system, at least on a national level, finds its way along this path into the future for many including myself waking up every day is the beginning of our adventure the tasks ahead are built around survival at least in the rudimentary sense we need to sustain these bodies to propel us to the next day we eat and drink no one can survive long without the bare necessities of what this human vessel requires then it's shelter taking care of our families loved ones in order to do this we find a job so we can obtain our small piece of the financial pie to pay for our needs. Often, this is a harrowing task in itself. Monday through Friday, we scrape by just so we can scrape by. The weekend comes and we ask for a bit of a reprieve and find some enjoyment in hobbies or friends. Not often do we have the ability to stop and smell the roses, let alone consider the complications and convoluted storylines that continue to play out in the structure of our nation. So many are just Rats in this racetrack constructed by the powers that be. Apologies for the cliches, but I find them important in this connection. Many find comfort, often unbeknownst to them, in what they perceive as constants. But is anything in this world truly a constant? In come the ones that find themselves on the fringes, they get involved in these troubles when most people think to themselves, I just want to be left alone. Let me live my life. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, as it were the declaration of independence, the unalienable rights to which it says have been given to all of us. Conversely, it seems to have been a struggle for many people to obtain these. As well, some believe without diligence will be impossible to maintain. For there are vast populations across the world, the end through time, that do not or have not enjoyed the freedoms we have today. Real quick, everybody, appreciate you joining us today. If you enjoy this or the main podcast, ask you to subscribe, like, give us your feedback. We appreciate the interaction. Also, visit chronic-curiosity.com and you can pick yourself up some fantastically curious merchandise. Thank you. So, how does all of this work? To be sure, our government and its workings are complicated, to put it lightly. Let's look at the basics of the structure, workings, and concerns of some of our forward-thinking voices. How does a law become a law? Now, I won't start singing the I'm Just a Bill song from Old School House Rock, if you remember those. But that's where the journey starts. This next part can be a little dry, but stick with me as it's important to understand the full concept. Now, a bill or potential law or idea finds its way out of someone's head. Then it gets sponsored by a member of the House of Representatives. The House of Representatives is a portion, along with the Senate, of Congress. Congress is essentially the name for the legislative branch of the government. Not to be confused with the executive branch, think the president and his cabinet, or the judicial branch, a.k.a. the court systems. The House of Representatives have 435 voting members and six non-voting members, which are comprised of areas that aren't technically states, but still in essence are part of the United States, like Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, D.C., etc. We won't get into that now and attempt to alleviate some confusion as if we haven't already introduced that so these 435 members are voted in by the citizens of the respective states each state receives an appropriate number of members dependent on the population of their state they represent this house of representatives serves two-year terms which are elected on the even numbered years now when one of these ideas comes from one of these house members or their constituents it receives consideration from a committee if released by this committee it then gets voted on by the entirety of the House of Representatives. Now, if this bill gets approved by a simple majority, that's 218 of the free 435, which means at least one more vote for the bill than against it, it finds its way to the Senate. Now the Senate, the other part of Congress has a hundred elected members, two from each of the 50 states that serves a six year term. So, you can see there's two-year for the House, four-year for a presidency, six-year for the Senate. Once again, this bill is assigned to a committee. Then, if released, it is debated and voted on. Once again, a simple majority is required. So, this time, 51 out of 100. Now, if you're a math-minded person like myself, you may say, well, there's an odd number of members in the House of Representatives, which, even if the House was partisanally split, which means in simple terms for our case, half democratic and half Republican, it would be fairly easy to have a majority vote, but the Senate hasn't even 100 members. So if it's partisanly split, it'd be a stalemate, 50 to 50. So how do you have a tiebreaker? Well, that's when the current vice president of the United States is given the tie-breaking vote. This is important, Let's remember this. Now, for sake of this scenario, We'll say our bill has been passed through the House of Representatives and the Senate. What now? The President of the United States has 10 days to sign. It becomes a law. If he vetoes this bill, it returns back to Congress. Remember, the House of Representatives and the Senate. At this point, the entirety of the Congress has the ability to override the President's veto. If our bill gets two-thirds vote collectively from the House and Senate. So for this scenario, our bill gets passed to the House and the Senate and the Presidency. The law is law, right? This is when the Supreme Court is the last bastion of hope, should, have we been nefarious in our bill creation, the Supreme Court has the final say on whether or not a law is constitutional. Now there are a few clauses in this process, but that's the essential breakdown. So you can see how not only this can be confusing, particularly when you include the clauses, but how difficult it would be to pass bills that are perceived to be very one-sided as far as our political parties are concerned. But what if one party held a majority in the house and the Senate as well as the presidency? Since the early nineties, this has only happened five times. Most recently under president Trump in his first two years in office. Once for Obama, twice for George W. Bush, and once for Clinton. Carter, in the late 70s, had a unified government, as they call it, his entire four-year term. Now many would think that when a party has this much control, they would attempt to push through as many bills as possible to help their party, in order to leverage their impact on legislation. Well, this is where we find ourselves in 2021, and where our fun speculation can begin, as well is where we find our fevered tensions in government today. Well, looking at just the numbers, there does seem to be a slight increase during these times individual bills introduced and finding their way into laws past resolutions does that conclude that one could easily jump to that these controlled government branches are passing legislation just to get their way does it mean more good or harm or is that just how the system has found its way an inevitable ebb I suppose That depends on where your political leanings lie. One thing can be said with some conviction, that politically speaking, the country seems to be more divided than can be remembered in recent history. One party seemingly taking a stance just to be the opposite of their counterparts across the aisle. Additionally, with these fires being fueled by a factor that has been little known before the past 10 years, and certainly not becoming a political or truly socially dividing tool until this time frame social media. Most notably, from the Democratic perspective, Trump using social media to whip up his followers into a frenzy with his online presence, never before seen from a president at this scale, whether it be his ability or lack thereof to sound presidential in his communications. There's quite a bit to unpack on what Donald Trump being the 45th president of the United States meant and still means for this country. But this episode is focusing on the mechanics and speculation of what those mechanics can do. So, let's do just that. As a Republican concern at this time, Biden's introduced a committee to evaluate the Supreme Court, which arguably, even though the Supreme Court and any judges are to derive their rulings based on the law, at this time could be said was leaning conservative, with six out of the nine judges appointed by Republican presidents. This was a major point of contention at the end of the 2021 presidential election. The Democrats claimed that the Republicans unjustly pushed through their nomination to fill an empty seat, one left by Ruth Bader Ginsburg, before the election took place, which, notably, the Democrats attempted to do in 2016, but did not succeed. Whether you agree or disagree with the tactics, we are where we are at this point. The new debate is if Biden is looking to pack the court, as they say, at this time, Democrats have proposed bringing the total number of Supreme Court justices to 13, which, once again, if you are a math person, you realize that, in theory, this would result seven Democratic appointed justices. It just happens to be one more than the sitting Republicans. Now, one could argue that their democratic ideals would continue to further wise legislation that would help the country, if that's your leaning. Additionally, from the view of republican ideals, this could be concerning. There is one final check to the balances of the United States government, with the House and the Senate being essentially democratically controlled, a democratic president, and with propositions of packing the court, this could potentially lead to redefining how the constitution is interpreted. Now throughout history, I think most can agree that the interpretations of the constitution have been for the most part beneficial for the citizens of the country, but with Biden recently saying no amendment, no amendment to the constitution is absolute. It has left people asking exactly what is that supposed to mean? Does that include the 13th, the abolishment of slavery? The second, the right to bear arms? 15th or 19th, voting rights no matter your race or sex? The 25th, dealing with the succession of presidency? What about the first? Freedom of speech, press, assembly, religion, the right to petition your government. While most think we have nothing to be concerned about in the future, I ask you to contemplate humanity's history on its grand scale, and notably recently, as well as the current conditions of so many around the world that do not have the freedoms we enjoy. Our very short history in this country leaves questions as to how the rights of its citizens can be given for fair treatment. Or taken away.
1: So I know that was a very brief, um, you know, overlook of what the government is and
0: different bills and how these things all get passed I just um that's the, that's
1: the idea um you know I don't want to I want to put some ideas out there uh to understand
0: so you can think about the processes and you know what this all means you know you know whatever your beliefs you know I feel like if you if you've listened to our main podcast, talking to guests and, and to each other. And I hope that the idea that we give is, or at least the the persona that we give is, you know, and just this open dialogue, just talking to people, just connecting with people. Cause that's,
1: that's all we got. You know, we, we are in this together and, you know, I've mentioned it a few times where,
0: my history with politics has been completely disengaged. And for years and years, uh, I, you know, I, I voted,
1: uh, when I had turned 18, there was a presidential election that year and I voted that year. Um, but I didn't vote again, again, until the most recent presidential election. And
0: just to, Clarify and put it out there again for anybody who hasn't uh, heard
1: the discussion. uh, I voted for neither uh, presidential candidate. Uh, I I wrote somebody in because it just I've found myself at a point where understanding what is going on in the United States politics and.
0: The entire system is just kind of, for the longest time, it left me at a position where I felt like it didn't matter. Nothing mattered because we couldn't change it. Um, but then I, I slowly began to realize
1: that if you don't try to change something, it absolutely will never change. So, in a sense, that's why you know, Tony and I started this podcast. and. Uh, my wife, Cassie has been more than gracious and such a fantastic,
0: uh, supporter and she helps out, you know, we do interviews and she runs a lot of the behind the scenes stuff because and she believes in it too. And it's just, we, we've realized that just discussing with people and talking to people and, you know, bridging those gaps of, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are or what your political leanings are it's it's realizing that we are all in this together and just because you ignore something like i ignored politics or whatever it was years ago
1: it doesn't mean it it doesn't go away you know so i the idea for this episode was to encourage uh you the listener you know even if it's two of you to maybe understand a little bit more of what's going on in, you know, I,
0: I don't want to be so presumptuous as saying that I'm educating anybody. That's not the idea. It's
1: through this. I educated myself, you know, by such a great extent that I just feel like I have to pass it along um to whoever
0: finds it. So that that's kind of the idea of the uh the main podcast as well if you've listened to it is just I'm a curious person and I'm curious because I know I I don't know a lot. Um you know, I've said it a handful of times where you know the more I the more I learn the more I learn that I don't know a lot, so and that that's that's all this is is just trying to present some ideas where you know I thought as i as I get into things that I don't know what this means, so I learn about what it means because I'm curious, and I just feel it's it's a waste for myself to learn it and not try to pass it along when I have you know some way of doing that so um, I won't say, I hope you enjoyed the episode, but, uh, I, maybe, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Um, but if you're still
1: with me at this point, uh, I just, just know that my, uh, intentions are, I just want to pass along my passion and, you know, cause I, I've had that along the way that if someone passes their passion on and, and I can I catch it and it's it's just you know it's
0: this great thing so um that's kind of the idea of what this will be
1: is this you know curiosity with a course uh a little more structured a little more um contained maybe you know has a has a thread to it um, but with this episode you know
0: it's it's just this idea of realizing that there, there are so many things working around us. And just because, like I said, if we ignore them, that doesn't mean they stop existing. So if we, you know, if you want to be one of those people that, that complain about the government or this president or that president, or, you know, whatever it may be, this law, that law, maybe we need to get involved maybe we need to learn about it maybe we need to to inject ourselves in it if if we're going to complain about it um i guess that's where i found myself was years ago you know i heard someone say if you didn't vote you don't have the right to complain and i found some truth in that if you're not involved some, with something you, you can't complain about it if you're not trying to actively fix it
1: then you you, you don't deserve a voice so I guess this is an encouragement as well to, uh, to find your voice and to realize that you know, these things are affecting us. So let's try to do something about it and, and not in a
0: malicious way in any form. You know, I think it's, it's important to sit down with folks like we do on chronic curiosity and have discussions and, and understand why people think different things and, and, you know just trying to connect because you know what we're not all going to be the same
1: it'd be silly if we were but even the sillier thing is 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 understanding that we are you know just combating each other all the time for
0: for what there's no reason so if we can you know as as woo-woo as it sounds Spread the love. It doesn't have to be love, but it just has to be understanding that even if it comes down to you know what, you leave me alone, I'll you I'll leave you alone. That's better than fighting each other.
1: So, and you know, and maybe through this whole thing, you know, I'm just talking to myself, and I don't mean that by that no one's listening, but that I'm I'm preaching to myself. Um. It's been one of those things throughout my life that I've just trying to be a better person,
0: so this is, this is my way of doing that is trying to connect to people. Um,
1: and I hope if you find some benefit out of this, uh, I hope you reach out, talk, and you know and considering that there's other people out there with different ideas, and maybe we should consider those ideas. Uh, some of them may be stupid.
0: Some of them may be really good. You never know until you consider them. And but we have to have uh, communication both ways, uh, whether it be a person to person in the government,
1: you know, whatever it might be. So, you know, I just it really hits when you when you truly start understanding the history of the human race and. The timeline, how it's not that big as we think it is,
0: uh you know we talk about the the histo map that we have on the show quite a bit, and you know realizing the United States has been around it's it's barely an infant compared to the rest of these countries in the history of humanity and the amount of freedom that we have in the United States compared to other countries, so you know we at least. My own thoughts is, you know, maybe maybe we should try to facilitate those things and continue to progress the idea of freedom in the United States instead of infighting. And, you know, obviously we all have our problems. The
1: United States has its problems. I'm not saying it doesn't by any means, but, you know, if we can band together and look towards the future and try to build positively towards that.
0: Um, I think that's just so important. And I think to, to look towards the future, you, we have to understand our history uh, it is cliche as they, you know, it is, um, you know, the only thing people learn from history is they don't learn from history and history always repeats itself. And so I've kind of taken those things to heart and, in looking at, you know, what's, what has gone on, what is going on and Applying it to where we're at in our you know location at this time. So you know, it's so hard to put all these things into words because uh, that's that's not what I do. Um, I just like to ask questions and get trapped in my own brain. Um, I am not an articulate person
1: by any means, but I hope this podcast um, does something for somebody, and if nothing else,
0: you know, you you ask some questions and you think I'm ridiculously crazy. You don't know why. Then I suggest you ask me, and I would love to sit down and and talk because it's it's the only way we're going to get through this. So, you know, um, if you've stayed with us this long, I really appreciate it. Uh, we will continue to do the normal Chronic Curiosity show. We have guests on. We have some really uh, fantastic guests planned, and. Uh, some some fun shows i'm looking forward to, uh, but we also have some you know uh curiosity with the course uh shows planned as well where like i said we're going to take a little bit of a of a deeper dive and whatever it be it, it it may still be a conversation with somebody just you know a little more uh controlled than some of the other episodes so that's the idea but At the same time uh you know i know we do have some advertisements in here and there and it's it's our own advertisements but you know we uh we don't make any money off this show but if you would like to support the show you know we don't put i try to keep it as clean as possible i don't have weird you know home depot advertisements uh on the podcast or anything like that um not saying that i wouldn't have advertisements on um, but just we just want to be true to being honest, and unless somebody comes along with, you know, a company that we could feel like we could get behind for a reason, you know, I just I just don't feel right doing it. But if you want to support the show, uh, as on the uh, little advertisement clips, you can go to chronic curiositycom dot com and pick yourself up a t shirt or or whatever it is. Um, you know, if you have an, if you have something that you'd like to see some chronic curiosity branding on or some image or some, you know, fun, curious, curious, uh, ideas, um, you know, there's to those shirts that we have, it's, there's, it's not just a shirt. It's not, it's, it's a very comfortable shirt, but it's not just a shirt. It's, um, the ideas behind it, you know, like I've talked about Schrodinger's cat and different things. Um, it's, there's ideas behind the ideas. So, Uh, different layers and so if you'd like to support the show uh, that's the best way to do it Um, but other than that I I really appreciate everyone sticking around and this was obviously uh, fairly rough because we don't do production type things we don't do construction very well but here we are so we're going to put it out there we're going to see what happens and maybe uh, take some deeper dives into some additional items. So
1: if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. um, And see you next time.